Hey, it's Tim, Pick a Truck Plus SUV Talk, and welcome to another Truck News Recap. I kind of go over the news of the week and talk to you what's going on online. We kind of talk about some controversial things at times, including this week. We're talking about my friends over at TFL Truck, and they have bought a new Toyota Tacoma. They picked it up last week, if you've seen the video, and they drove it home to Boulder. Now, they did pick up a trailer on the way in Dallas, and they drove it back, like I said, to their studios. And let's talk about this because this has been a huge talk conversation. And I actually was talking with Roman and Andre about this at the Chicago Auto Show last week. And so if you recall from the video, they bought it in da- in Houston. I was going to say Dallas. In Houston at Fred Haas Toyota. I was there a couple years ago. Great dealership. They drove it from Houston to Dallas. They picked up a trailer from a trailer company there. They drove it back to Boulder. Now, that sounds really reasonable, right? Something that a lot of guys would do, especially if they have to pick up a trailer in Dallas. It's perfect. You're already in Houston. You drive up. You get it. It makes total sense. The caveat to this has been some controversy online was about how soon they towed with the truck. So that the Toyota Tacoma, like a lot of trucks, has a braking procedure for the engine. And so the braking procedure basically says mm-hmm. consistent things, right? So don't drag race it. Don't like go run it 75 miles an hour for the whole first 500 miles constant speed. And don't tow within the first 500 miles. Well, it's 275 miles from Houston to Dallas. And they pick up the trailer and they start towing immediately. Now that created quite a bit of conversation online about that. Like, why would you tow immediately? Why didn't you break it in properly? Why don't you do this, do that? And I was talking to Roman about it, and then he was, you know, sharing with me. He's like, "Look, it's real life." He goes, "I had a trailer to pick up and a new truck to buy. It made a lot of sense to pick it up. What am I supposed to do? Go around Dallas and drive around for hours, just putting miles on the truck to get that break in done?" And I, you know, I can see his point of view, right? So TFL does a lot of towing. They do a lot of look. You saw it here first videos. And he's got a business to run. He's got multiple channels. He's got things going on. And then that week he was flying to Chicago. The week that following week, so he had to get home and do laundry and change his bags and fly up another event. So I mean, it's a go 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 kind of uh, business we're in. And so I can see his point of view. Like, what what would he what is what is he supposed to do? It's I also see that point of view of saying, you know, he's a pretty big channel. He's a truck expert. If you want to use the expert words, I hate the word expert. And uh, that's something that his channel is known for. So he should have known about the break-in period of the engine uh, in the owner's manual. And maybe he did. I don't know where I'm at with this. I I just want to ask you guys. I put it on the forum.pickuptruck.com. I asked you guys over there your thoughts on this. You can find a link to that forum down below in the description. We're having conversations about it. And I just, I'm just curious. What are are you guys thinking? I, I don't think I have an opinion on it. Um, because I could totally see his point of view, right? So, you know, I I don't know if I do the same thing. I don't I don't I don't know. It's it's just a really interesting question. Uh, what is he supposed to do as a content creator? Is he supposed to spend another day in hotel? Spend another day eating? Another day on fuel? I mean, what? How do you do that? You want to get the information out to people as fast as you can, and especially in their case, that's what their business is built around. And so, how do you handle that? That's a it's it's a really interesting question, and, and I didn't have any answers. I know a lot of times the engines come from factory already kind of broken a little bit. I mean, the engines have gotten so much better in the last 30, 40 years. It's fantastic how much more reliable they've gotten and how much crazy, how much more you know dependable they are. And I don't know that I'd lose sleep over that on the first 500 miles. Just I don't know. I mean, you already got more than halfway the way there. And yeah, you could drive around and do laps around Dallas or around Houston, get more miles on it. But I don't know. It seems like that's a lot of time spent for a video. But I can see other people's point of view, right? So people that buy these trucks, they probably wouldn't do that. But I, I do happen to think that there's several real-life owners out there who've done the similar things. And in certain trucks, right, my Silverado diesel I bought last year, 
it wasn't even a, there wasn't really a braking process in that truck. I mean, a lot of these new trucks, like, for example, don't have braking procedures at all because the engines have evolved that much to be that good. Yeah, it, it's a very interesting controversy. So, anyways, put your comments down below. I I don't know. I, I just thought it really interesting, and I I wanted to share with you guys the audience because I know it's going to come with the comments. What do I think, Tim? What do I think about this? And I just put it out there. I don't know. I really don't. It, it's I can see both sides of it, and that's kind of what I got. The second thing I want to talk about is they did a towing test with that uh, on the way home, and they had gotten 24 miles per gallon from uh, Dallas to Houston or Houston and Dallas, like 11 miles per gallon on the way home. And you know there was some conversation. Even Andre was like, "Wow, we only got 11. It dropped in half. Wow, that's crazy." And I, I kind of head scratch on that one because I've done a lot of towing videos with uh, full size trucks with all sorts of different trucks, and uh, it's about half, about 40. You know, fuel drops anywhere from 35 to 45%, maybe 50%. And in this case, with a little Tacoma, I would expect a pretty good loss, especially with just the two Ford hybrid, the non-hybrid engine. The hybrid's got more power and more power delivery and more torque. I would expect a little bit better fuel economy out of that than it would the straight gas. So I'm not that overwhelmed by that number. I, I, it wasn't surprising to me at all. And I think it's interesting the people that are freaking out about this. And you look at the segment and towing in the mid-sized truck segment is a pretty small portion of the buyers. It's not even something automakers really even focus on. I mean, look at the events, the Toyota Tundra event. There was a towing part of that event that we did national press launch. The Tacoma event, there was no towing at all, none. Chevy Silverado, full-size, 1500, there was a towing component to that event. The Chevy Colorado, there's no towing at all. The automakers didn't even care about it. They never set up a towing test for it. So I didn't lose sleep over it. Um, I just think it's kind of interesting, the people that are going nuts about it. Uh, you know, yeah, I kind of expect those results. I mean, I, I would expect it to be about half fuel economy. So I don't, I don't really have a problem with that at all, but I can see people having an issue. I mean, there's some conversation about not having a better brake controller. There are conversations about not having, uh, uh, one more thing in the towing, um, versus that. But, you know, you look at, like I said, you look at these trucks and unless you're going like with a diesel, you're, you're not gonna get fuel economy. I mean, I think it's interesting that people today. They want a mid. They want to pay a mid-sized price for a truck, forty, fifty thousand dollars range. They want to have the amenities of the top trim level. They want it to pull as well as a diesel and get fuel economies of diesel. Guys, that's a unicorn truck. That truck does not exist. And so I just, I don't know. I didn't, uh, I didn't have an issue with that. I didn't have an issue with anything. And they're doing a good job over there. They're doing. They did their site Super Ike, which is what they are known for their Ike gauntlet test. And yeah, I just had to bring it up because I thought it was interesting. And again, the conversations you guys had online about it uh, really kind of got me thinking about it too. And I just went for a long walk and came back and I just thought more about it. You know, I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think very many people tow with a midsize truck and I'm not really too worried about the engine break-in because again, a lot of engine break-in language in the owner's manual, kind of a CYA stuff. And a lot of trucks these days don't even come with break-in engine in instructions in the owner's manual. So, yeah, it's got like two cents in that. On my channel, over on pickuptrucktalk.com, or uh, excuse me, on the at Pickup Truck Talk on the YouTube, uh, we had a big uh, week in Chicago. I did, what did we do? One, two, three, four, five videos. Uh, we uh, did a lot of comparisons. And somebody asked in the forum, you know, what's all these comparisons? Well, the Chicago Auto Show was half the size of what it was. Slantis wasn't there. Uh, Ford had brought like, I think three F-150s. Chevy had like two Silverados. There was like one or two GMCs and the, there's like one Tacoma and it was locked and Tundra was locked up too. So like, there wasn't a whole lot to do. And so we just, a lot of us did comparisons. It's interesting. My friends at TFL truck did comparisons too. We all did about the same thing. 
And so there's some comparisons on here. We have the Ford F-50 Tremor versus Ford F-50 um, Platinum, I believe that was. We have the Chevy Silverado Trail Boss versus High Country. Again, you can see like city versus country. We have the off-road version versus the stylish version. We had the Colorado ZR2 versus the Colorado Trail Boss. Those are the two Colorados ahead. I may have said that wrong. Hmm. Uh, there's a Ford Ranger Lariat that's on the channel as well. There was a Ford Ranger Raptor there, but I feel like people have covered that so many times that, you know, why cover it more? I want to do the Lariat. I want to see what that was about. And then we had the first look at the Ford Explorer ST and Platinum. And there's a fun thumbnail on that one. If you're on listening to the podcast or you can't see it, it's our friends over at Car Connection or Confections. They came over and they stopped and we used to get a big, big thumbnail. It's what the heck? Why not? We're all there together. So, yeah, a bunch of us journalists walking around trying to make content out of things that there just wasn't anything really new to shoot there. And the website, pickuptrucktalk.com, uh, we posted a video on the R1T crashing through the barrier. A really interesting video as well. You should check that out on YouTube channel. Also, Pickup Truck Talk and find it there on the new video tab. We're doing a new way to do new videos, uh, to do videos on the website. Uh, what's interesting with that, people keep asking me what a heavy duty truck would do in that crash. I've reached out to the University of Nebraska about that, and they have no answer. They didn't do the same test with a heavy duty, didn't do the same test with a full size. So all we have is this one test, a Ruin R12 T that just sliced, I mean, basically sliced through a guardrail and just plowed over these barriers. It's really, it's just a cool video to watch. Uh, we have Ford Platinum Platinum Review, Datsun 620. My friend Jeff Zerschmied, you thought Estradol was tough, try Zerschmied. And the Datsun 620, uh, he's got one of these, and it's a really cool, kind of fun article. Check it out. I also have a Ro- Alfa Romeo Stavio Competizione. Good and bad. I had that for a week. Um, yeah, interesting vehicle. That's what's going on over there on the website. Now, on the forum, there's a lot of topics going on, a lot of things asking questions about auto shows and introductions. And again, we had some conversations about TFL over there. Just because people want to talk about it, and I'm not going to hide from talking about it, but I'm not going to throw into the mat either because that'd be kind of stupid for me to do. And so a lot of interesting conversation over there. Just my plug again for this. Go check that out. Finally, wrapping up the news in the EV world, we have the Chevrolet Equinox EV has uh, announced its range delivery dates, but it misses out on the original $30,000 pricing target. My friend over at headlightnews.com has this. What's interesting, the pricing now starts at $46,795 for the highest trim level. Excuse me, it goes all the way down to the base price is the $34,995. But the entry model won't be available initially. Where have we heard this before, right? So they, they offered entry level. You can't buy it. They'll have always the highest trim level coming out first, trying to soak up and get more profit. And, you know, I, that's what I'm saying. It's going to start at 46795 I mean, that's what's going to be. And that's for a front-wheel drive version. I can imagine the Equinox EV1LT front-wheel drive, which is the base vehicle. Once you start adding options, you actually maybe want, like, gee, I don't know, cruise control that you'll have a much higher price point. It does qualify for the $7,500 tax credit, which is great, but still, it's quite a bit of money. And then range, uh, the 1L1T um, will follow later. Um, they're looking at 319 miles per charge for front-wheel drive models, and they didn't say what the timing of the base level or what the range would be. A lot of times, base level gets even less range, and their all-wheel drive option is coming. So a front-wheel drive $46,000 SUV with 319 miles of range. Uh, Rivian has cut their prices as well. We're going to see this time and time again. We're going to see this with EVs. The uh, EV adoption has slowed. Uh, we knew this was coming. First adopters have already bought them. Now the second level adopters, the guys who kind of a little bit on the fence about them, are turning the top around. They're going to realize how expensive EVs are. We saw last week um, Ford CEO Jim Farley had stated that until pricing gets better between a gas and an EV, 
they're going to they're going to pull back their philosophy as well. They're going to you know not expand as quickly as they had been because the pricing just isn't there, and pricing continues to be a top topic. You know, I know people talk a lot about infrastructure, like Jill does on the channel, and I totally get it. Infrastructure is a huge issue, but gosh, they're just trucks are not even trucks, but the ECVs are pretty darn expensive, and uh, I for one can't afford them. And I run a pretty good channel here. And yeah, I just, the money that we're spending for the limited range at the price, it just doesn't make sense. So that's what I got for you there on the truck news for this week. Also check out better videos on the channel right over here. I'll put links down the forum. I'll stop in the description. Check those out over there. Lots of good questions. Ask me questions directly over there. I like to respond. I do a lot. Beware. <laughs> All right. As always, thanks for watching. I will see you down the road.